The Wally Show podcast is our daily radio show heard live through the WayFM app each morning and hosted by Wally, Gavin, and me, Betty Rock. For more fun, be sure to connect with us at wayfm.com slash Wally. The Wally Show podcast is brought to you by Colorado Christian University Online, where Wally teaches and where you can earn a degree online just like Betty Rock. You can learn more at ccu.edu slash Wally. This podcast is also brought to you by United Faith Mortgage. Let their direct lender advance Advantage, save you time and money. Uplifting Way FM. Here's what's going on today. What you got, Gavin? We are just hours removed from the Kansas <laughs> City Chiefs winning Super Bowl 57. And honestly, I'm still dealing with the consequences of the amount of buffalo dip that I ate during the game. Really? Good I'm for still you. so full. I made wings oh, yesterday, yeah? like kind of impromptu, and I made uh, my own wing sauce oh, and ooh. did them in the air fryer. Nice. So good. Doing I, it right. Yeah, but I but that was the extent of my Super Bowl party. Yeah. And, and I had to make them uh, in a t-shirt because I'm not allowed to wear a regular <laughs> shirt when I ate wings because I'm such <laughs> a mess. you're like button-ups? Yeah. You want to get sauce on that? Yeah, my wife was like, you, no, no, I'm not fi- like trying to fix another shirt or buying you a new one. That's a smart wife. Yep. Well, the Chiefs won the game 38-35 to on a field goal kick that put them up with eight seconds left, left the Eagles with a Hail Mary that just didn't okay. go their way. Let me ask you this, because you're go more of it. a sports guy than I am. I was so disappointed in the Chiefs, because the guy is about to score. they got a minute left, a minute 30 left on the clock. He's got an easy touchdown. Yeah. They're letting him in, because they want the ball back. The Eagles want the ball back. He slides, then they take a knee twice, yeah. and then they kick it in. I was like, that's such weak sauce play. It's anticlimactic. Very much from for a, a great game. For a game that, like, yeah. if you just looked at the score, you're like, that's perfect. Great game. Yeah. But yes, that was anticlimactic. But as a football fan, it was smart of them to do Ugh. it that way. But also, like, do it for the people. Because my allegiance is to whatever team is winning or is trying to come back and yeah. win at the end. I always pull for the team that's like on the run. So I would have, I, I, at first I was like pulling for the Chiefs. And then when it had like a minute left, I'm like, oh good, let's go with the Eagles now and let the, let's see what they can yeah. do. But then they just kind of weak sauced it out. It was a great game yeah. last, you know, weird last two minutes. But yeah. if you know, were a little more interested in a few facts that were non-football game oh, oriented. Yeah. I just got a few of those. So the quarterbacks of both teams combined to be the youngest two quarterbacks of any Super Bowl in history. And how old are you, Wally? Uh, 55. Four. Okay. 54. Uh, Jalen Hurts, the quarterback for the Eagles, and then Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs combined yeah. to be 51. Oh, together they're less old. than me? Together. Oh my goodness. So they're a bunch of kids. And then if we you know look at the football field, you see that turf. There was like, I, I had no idea how much went into this. The NFL spent two years preparing the grass for the field for that game spent $800,000 on it <laughs> and then I was watching the game guys were slipping yeah on everyone that was slipping everywhere the whole time I know yeah so, so way, way to go that was money well spent I don't know uh, and then I think this one's really cool there are these two veterans named Sylvan and Harvey they just went to their 57th Super Bowl in a row and there have oh, only been cool. 57 Super Bowls oh wow so they've been to every last one of them they were at the first one with a group of vets in 1967 there's cool. a group of five of them only two went to this one because one unfortunately did pass away recently and two weren't able to make it, but mm. these two guys, they still went to their 57th in a row. Good for them. That's fun. And uh, they're still doing it. They're still being active even at yep. that age. So, Alright, well that's going to do it for a little Super Bowl wrap up there. Thank you, uh, Gavin. This is the Wally Show and, you know, the Super Bowl was last night. And we'll talk about it a little bit today for sure. And everyone's going to be talking about it. You know, it's going to kind of be everywhere you're at. But like, I, I was thinking about this. I'm like, if you weren't a sports fan, what did you do last night? Yeah, because it's like good. I mean, Super Bowl fans were partying for four plus hours. Like that's an entire evening. Yeah, like, could have done so many things. Like, did you go? So, well, you don't want to really go out many places no. because then it's packed, you know, and people watching the game and stuff. So I'm just, I'm really curious. Like for me, I made wings because uh, it's a Super Bowl thing, and I like making wings. And then I thought, I don't think I'm gonna watch this year. I don't really care. And I started to go and find um, 90 Day. Beyonce, which I watch on TLC. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. And so I literally looked at that and I'm like, it wasn't on. I'm like, what? And so I had to watch the Super Bowl. Begrudgingly turned yeah. the big game on. I literally was. I'm like, for some reason they replaced that with Thousand Pound Sisters and I haven't watched that show. So I'm like, I don't know what that is. I don't really care. And so I ended up watching most of the Super Bowl. Sure. And uh, it was good. It was fine. Oh, yeah. It was, it was a good game. But I do think a lot of people 
probably end up being like pressured into watching the yeah. game. Either they're related to someone who wants to watch it, but not everyone wants to watch football for four and a half hours. No, uh-uh. So I'm really curious. How did you spend your time last night? And don't over-spiritualize this. Like, I prayed for four, <laughs> four hours straight. That's fine. If you did, great. Amazing. Uh, but, but you're a better person than me. But I am just curious. Did you do something like super mundane? Did you do something fun? Did you do an anti-Super Bowl party where you didn't watch the Super Bowl on purpose and you did something else? Did you do a play on words party where you had soup in a bowl? I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm just really curious. If you're not into football, what did you do last night? Creative or boring? I don't care. I'm just really curious. 855-33-WAY-FM is the number. That's 855-33-WAY-FM. So while the world, rest of the world is talking about the Super Bowl, we'll talk about you and what you did last night. 855-33-WAY-FM. What did you do last night? Well, I left my husband at home watching the Super Bowl and had sister night with my two sisters and watched series we like to watch together on PBS. There you go. That's good. You made it into a girls' night, and that works out better for your husband, too, because then he doesn't feel guilty about watching the game with you being bored, and he can just watch it and enjoy it. So that's kind of a gift to him from you, which is great. And then you get time with your sisters. You know what? That's a great idea for someone for next year. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. All right, Jody, with the Super Bowl on last night, you're not really a sports fan, so what did you do? How did you choose to spend your Super Bowl evening? I cleaned cat boxes and made chicken fajitas for dinner. Okay. You know, earlier when I said, if it's boring, I'd love to hear it. I, You know what? You made it. You qualified <laughs> for that. I thought you might appreciate the boringness of that. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? You got some work done. You got to check something off of a list. That feels pretty good. That's almost as good as having friends in chicken wings. The cats are my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Betty can relate to that. <laughs> so what did you do, Shauna? We watched rodeo all day. I find myself getting caught up when rodeo is on, like PBR tour and stuff, and I will sit there and watch it for a long time, and I do enjoy it. Like, the bull riding is fascinating to me. Mutton busting is my favorite. That's when the little kids ride the sheep. Okay, I have to admit, this is one where I kind of feel guilty. I know it's a kid, but I'm kind of pulling for the sheep in that one. Yeah, rodeo and football kind of share some similarities. They're really rough sports. Rough sport, but rodeo is still very spiritual and very family-oriented. You know what? That's true. Like, if you watch the halftime shows at the Super Bowl, even when they're somewhat clean, they're still like, oh, I don't think I want my kid to see that. Right. All right, Renee, you're up. How did you spend your Super Bowl evening? I was scrapbooking with my husband watching the Super Bowl in the same room. Oh, okay. You know what? Like, you're not a football fan, I'm assuming? I'm okay. I'm not, like, that big. But it's something he enjoys. We enjoy spending time together. So I'm scrapbooking. He's yelling at the screen. I have a picture. <laughs> you know. Oh, I'm going to put this in the scrapbook. You know, I have a collection of him yelling every year. So it's oh. kind of a funny thing now that I do it so I can scrapbook. How loud did he get this year? See, that's really cool. Like, my wife is the same way. Like, we don't have to be doing the same thing. She just likes to be in the exactly. same room with me. And if we're each doing our own thing, she's happy. And you know what? That works. Uh, it works for us, too. We've been doing it now for 26 years. Well, that is a lot of scrapbook pages of your husband yelling at the TV. <laughs> Uplifting Way FM, this is The Wally Show. It's hard not to get caught up in Super Bowl fever, Uh, you know, and we are not above that. We actually uh, did a contest last week to find out who was the most sporty. We had some uh, football-y type minute-to-win-it games that we played, Gavin, Betty, and myself. And then we even had a performance aspect because the Super Bowl has a halftime show and it was Rihanna this year. And so we had done our own versions of Umbrella. And there was some controversy before we even started. And Gavin turned on me, which I was surprising. What did I do? Okay, so I had planned ahead. We all we all knew oh, the same information. Okay. Okay, we're gonna all we're gonna all um, perform karaoke to Umbrella, which we actually sang. I don't think Rihanna did. Uh, <laughs> so like we're the true artists here. And wow. so I had come in prepared with some props. Betty Rock noticed them and started like raising a fuss about it. And Gavin ran out and tried to help Betty, even though you were still competing against Betty. You yeah. tried to help Betty over me. And I was the only one who gave like the pure performance yes, exactly. of just the singing. But yeah, I felt no flash. I felt like I had to have my 
you know, my side of the studio. Oh, that's how it is. Back. Really? And so I'm rushing out, looking in closets. Okay. I couldn't find anything. Just f- remember that it was actually like our friend Jake, who was helping us film, right. who actually did find the umbrella for Betty's performance. So what I just learned is a side of the table <laughs> is more powerful than genetics and man code for <laughs> it's, you. It's that simple. Okay, well now I know what I'm dealing with. So anyway, here's a little clip of Betty doing her performance. And because I brought in a water bottle, I'm spraying her. It was so good. Uh, yeah, I thought it was ingenious. Now when it's raining more than ever. Oh, 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 Definitely not the smartest thing. We probably have $100,000 worth of uh, radio equipment in here. And we're chucking, like, ice cubes all over the place. Like, she literally hit one of the TVs full I'm, force. I'm shooting water at a water bottle over all of the equipment we're trying smart. to hit her. Yeah, it was probably not our best look that day, you know, or the smartest thing to do. But it is pretty fun. And you can see who won our uh, Super Bowl contest at uh, Facebook. We did it as a Facebook Live, so if you follow us, just search Wally Show, and you can see the whole thing, and you can see uh, which one of us actually emerged victorious, much like the Kansas City Chiefs of last night. In my family, we kind of have a motto, and it's finish strong. And I wanted to instill the idea in my daughter from a young age that it's easy to start something, but it's harder to see it through to the end. But when you do, it feels so good. I started and finished two degrees at Colorado Christian University, and I'm so glad I did. So why not start your degree in 2023 so you can do more in 2024? Some of CCU's degrees can be completed in a little over a year. Like in the healthcare industry, you can finish your RN to BSN online nursing program with nine courses in in as little as 14 months without changing your work schedule. Plus, if you started somewhere else and have not finished yet, make this your year to get it done. CCU has a generous policy for transferring credits from other colleges. In fact, you can even get a scholarship for transferring credits. So don't put it off another day, because when 2024 rolls around, you could be finishing up a degree or wishing you had started in 2023. Colorado Christian University is a nonprofit impact partner committed to cultivating the mind without compromising the heart. Uplifting Way FM. Wonder if Wally will have an opinion on this. Wally, I respect you, but word to the wise, never trust a short man named Wally. It's the Wally Show. So this Super Bowl Sunday, uh, there was something historic that happened. A group of women made history as the flyover before Sunday's game uh, was done by four female pilots. So all the pilots of this flyover were women honoring 50 years of women flying in the U.S. Navy. Oh, that's that's actually really cool. Yeah, it is really cool. Like the other day, they had started a story on this, and I I, I love to get under Betty Rock's skin, and uh, they're like, historic moment, four female pilots. And so they had a lady in the pilot seat of this like F-22 Raptor, and I'm like, oh, is she just warming the seat up for the man pilot? Oh. <laughs> and, and it's like Betty's eye. Roll. It's just, it's glorious. But here's what I'm going to do right now uh, because this was a, a great thing and a historic moment. But uh, I'm going to play the part of the internet. Uh, now with commentary from a person who has to be offended for everyone by everything. Okay, Everyone's even, favorite person on yeah, the internet. Even doing something good like an all historic female flyover, somebody's going to have a problem with it. Yeah. And I bet it could go something like this today. So here we go. <laughs> I don't know if you saw what I saw, but a historic moment for the advancement of women. I'm sorry, advancement of non-men. Wait, that doesn't work either. The advancement of XX chromosomal humans was set back 50 years. I was offended by the choice of formation that these XX chromosomal humans were forced to fly in against their will. A diamond. Really? A diamond. So is this because all women want to do is shop for jewelry? Why did we... You know, have them do this. Why don't we actually have them fly the barefoot and pregnant formation? Why didn't we have them fly the flight attendant formation? Because apparently that's all women are good for. I am wondering what Neanderthal man came up with the idea to have these strong, smart women fly in a diamond pattern. Come on, Navy. It's 2023. Hashtag do better. Hashtag do the work. Hashtag end women's suffrage. Hmm. 
That's sounds... a joke because women's suffrage is the right to vote. So oh, that yeah. would be the irony I, there. I remember that. There you go. I remember that. <laughs> oh, I remember God. we did that mistake. Oh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I, I guarantee you somebody somewhere will wake up today and want to be offended and have a problem with this. But don't choose to be offended. Choose to yes. celebrate that four women... Yep. Flew over the Super Bowl and it was awesome. And it was a really good thing. And somebody's like, Do you know the carbon footprint those four jets left? Ooh. Exactly. No one likes that person, so don't be that person today. Uplifting Way FM, this is the Wally Show. And there is a lot of talk about the Super Bowl, you know, every year and the commercials. Uh, the people make a big deal. It's the one time we, I guess, we look forward to commercials and we're not like, oh, I wish I could fast forward. Yeah, it's like, when you watch football, you're thinking maybe you'd watch like, you know, a half or two, but people will stay through the entire thing because uh. there's some good ones in the second half as well. Well, companies shelled out up to $7 million per 30-second ad for the Super Crazy. Bowl this year. And I'm always curious if they get their money's worth. Like, do you remember uh. what was being hawked? You might remember the concept of the commercial, but do you have any idea what it was for? Like, for example, Gavin, uh, Ben Affleck doing a commercial last night. Uh, and and J Lo shows up at the end of it. What was the commercial for? Do you remember? It was for Dunkin' Donuts. Nice. Da- 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 Dunkin' Donuts. Because he was yeah. doing his like Boston thing. It was yeah. a good commercial. It was like one of the f- first ones. I didn't know that uh, Dunkin' Donuts. They picked him because they're based out of Quincy, Mass. Oh, yeah. I didn't so know it, makes, that it makes a lot of sense. It makes perfect sense. That's awesome. Uh, and so yeah, like that one was kind of funny. Like she rolls up and is like, yeah. "This is what you've been doing after work." And then she's like, "Bring me a glazed," you know. So that one I remembered, and you remembered as well. But now we're going to test you, and we're going to see how much you remember from last night's Super Bowl commercials. So if you're like the person that this is your Super Bowl, and you care about the commercials <laughs> more than the game, this is the game for you. I'm going to give you a little concept. All you have to do is tell me what that commercial was hawking. 855-33-WAY-FM. That's 855-33-WAY-FM. If you want to play along, you can win a prize right now. Did you see a lot of the commercials? I did, yeah. All right, well, here we go. Will Ferrell was in an ad for GM Hawking Electric Vehicles that featured shows from what popular streaming service? They were kind of like parody shows. Um, Popular streaming service? Yep. I think it was Netflix because I remember him in Squid Game. Yeah, that's exactly right. Nicely done. Yeah, they had him showing up right. in different things like The Walking Dead, Squid Game, and, and like Stranger Things and stuff like that. All right, yep. good job. Mm-hmm. What company paid Adam Driver to be their dystopian Inception type commercial? Oh, um, mm, I remember the commercial, but I forget. I forget the brand. Okay, that's okay. You've got more to go. Uh, it was Squarespace. Mm-hmm. It's a website who who can build a website. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, that's the one. Okay, so no point there. You're still doing okay. Who showed up as Batman in the commercial for The Flash? Uh... I don't know. I can't. I can't say that it was uh, Ben Affleck because he was Dunkin' Donuts. But I'm gonna go with Ben Affleck. No, Gavin. Do you know? I actually don't. I totally missed this one. Michael Keaton. Oh, he is. He's yeah. coming back. I must have missed it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So no, no point there. Okay. John Travolta no showed point. up to do a musical parody scene from <laughs> his movie from back in the day, Grease. Yeah. What company mm-hmm. or what product were they trying to get you to remember and buy? I think it's T-Mobile. T-Mobile is right. It was for their internet. Nicely done. Now, this is great. You only have to get one more question, and this should be right in your wheelhouse uh, as a believer as well. So here we go. So there was a commercial that featured photos of a bunch of people yelling and fighting and degrading each other, you know, and it was for He Gets Us. It's this ministry, but the tagline was Jesus Loved People We Hate. So based on the concept of Love Your Enemies, that's the name of the ad they ran, which chapter in the Bible is this verse from? Matthew, Mark, or Luke? Oh, I think that's uh, part of the Beatitudes, isn't it? I can't tell you. Matthew. Sadly, I literally Matthew. can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew. I'm going to go with Matthew. Matthew. Okay, so I guess it's not part of the Beatitudes. <laughs> no. Actually, no, Luke. I, oh, no. Luke. It's in Luke 6, 27 through 36. Basically, you know, love your enemies and uh, bless those that curse you and all that stuff. Well, you know what? That mm-hmm. sounds like a beatitude. Oh, yeah. Gavin, look that up real quick, please. 
Uh, Matthew 5, 43-48, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your en enemy, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Well, there you go. Matthew or Luke plagiarized the other one, so uh, you actually got it right. Nicely done, Paul! All right, yay, my son is happy too. I'm so sorry he's squealing in the background. Oh, not a problem at all. We, we love kids. Just not on planes. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> All right, so you're a big winner today. Hang on a second. We'll get some info and send you a prize, okay? Thank you. Now, I'm really curious if anybody saw the ad we were talking about. Like, okay, so, you know, the, the graphics are great. Like, the photos are great. It really evokes an emotion in you. And the song underneath it is really cool. Take a look in the mirror. What do you see? It has such a cool vibe to it and stuff, and I just, I liked it personally. I thought it was cool. I like this idea of He Gets Us, and then they're marketing Jesus as, you know, who he really was and how we're so different from him, but he understands all of us. And I'm just curious, did you see the commercial? Did you like it? Did you think, wow, that's really cool? Did it land with you? Was anybody you were hanging out with go, wait, what is this uh, in a Super Bowl commercial? What's this? I'm just really curious what your thoughts are on that commercial in the Super Bowl. If you saw 855-33-WAY-FM, that's 855-33-WAY-FM. I'm curious what your thoughts are when you saw it. I was happily surprised that they had that ad, and I thought it was great. Yeah, because you don't see a lot of that kind of stuff. But then I'm sure there are some people that are like, why would a ministry spend, you know, $4 million on an ad like that? But if it gets people's attention and gets them to see Jesus in a different light, that maybe it starts conversations, maybe it starts some life change. I agree with you. I think it was a great change to um, the way the... Super Bowl ads usually are. Yeah, it's better than a Bud Light commercial. Even even the what's up? Exactly. You know? <laughs> All right, Deborah, were you surprised to see that commercial for He Gets Us, that ministry running a commercial about Jesus in the middle of the Super Bowl ads? Yeah, we were. We were like, um, who's paying for this? You know, and it's pretty awesome that they're putting Jesus out there. Yeah, it's this ministry that actually, they have a $10 million campaign that they're spending. They were doing these commercials, I think, in the baseball playoffs as well. And so they've got a lot of eyes on it. And I think the creative on these commercials is actually really good. Uh, the music's good. It invokes an emotion in you. And then when you see the tagline of Jesus love the people we hate, it's super Super convicting, you know? It was. Me and my uh, girlfriend were sitting there and we were like, wow, this is pretty awesome, you know? I mean, it, it convicted us. You know, it put us in our place really quick and we were like, we hope that this reaches you know, the average person out there. It was awesome that they were doing it. Uplifting Way FM, this is The Lolly Show. And I missed it. I had to go back and watch it, like in replay, because I wasn't even sure what time the Super Bowl started last night. I was cooking. I did a post about the commercials and cooking, and I thought the game had already started. Still hadn't even started yet. Uh, and so I missed the uh, national anthem, and this year they had tapped Chris Stapleton. He's a country singer to do the national anthem. It don't matter to me. like Chris Stapleton, but typically like when you think of the national anthem, you think of the big soaring renditions by Whitney Houston or whatever, where it gets really big yeah. at the end. Like, Country is not your like instant go-to thought for yeah. that that final note that you think of. Yeah, and and the funny thing is, is like country is America, you know, or Amen. America. And so it, it would seem to fit, but I remember being skeptical of that choice. Like, oh, I don't know. It's not going to have the big note. I'll miss that. Uh, but I thought that the, like, kind of the soulful way that he approached it was actually really good. Here's a little bit of You Missed It as well. Oh, the land of the free and the home of the Yeah, I 
something, though. It's like he's riffing like Rihanna yeah. would or whoever, you know. But uh, that was good. Like, I just got goosebumps, like, uh, again. And so uh, that's a winner there. Yeah, it's not like the, you know, the highest pitched sound. And I'm glad he didn't push past what he yeah. is uh, yeah. capable of doing. But I think that was perfect. It's manly, too. Yeah. Uh, there were, there were uh, guys, professional football players on the sidelines crying. Uh, like, oh, yeah. It, it, like, oh, yeah, the, yeah. That one guy. I think it was Kelsey. It might have been Kelsey. It was the, uh, it was the head coach of the Eagles. Oh, like just tears streaming. There's down his another face. player too that I want to say was Kelsey. I'm always like intrigued by people who get emotional yeah. during the Spar Spangled Banger. I think most of the time it feels like those people are close to like a military right. family type situation, right. and they take that song like really seriously. Yeah, and they should. We all should, you know. Oh, yeah. And so like I, I thought that that I was wrong. I was wrong that like to be skeptical of that. That was a really good rendition. So it'll be interesting to see what, if they go back to that well next year, or do they go okay now we need another big girl that sings that Mm -hmm. high note and stuff like that. But really well done, Chris Stapleton, uh, last night at the Super Bowl. I'll never forget taking my first compassion trip, and we went to Ghana, Africa. When we got there to the site, there was this little girl. She was six years old. I later found out her name was Vivian, and she would not let go of my hand. She followed me everywhere I went on that site. And later, I got to uh, meet her family. I met her mother and her siblings, and they all lived in this little mud hut. I mean, it wasn't big at all. And when I looked at Vivian, she had the biggest smile on her face face and she was just happy to be there just happy to be with us and it made such an impact in my life that I wanted to sponsor her right then and there <laughs> because of my sponsorship for Vivian through compassion I'm able to write letters back and forth with her I'm now getting updated photos and now I think she's even taller than me which is crazy to think but I'm also able to see how my sponsorship is providing the food clean water and other support that she needs and her family needs to live the best life possible And I can only imagine now with the pandemic, war and weather disasters, there are so many other families like Vivian's who are dealing with hunger. So maybe you want to make an impact and sponsor your own Vivian. Just click the compassion banner when you go to wayfm.com. Uplifting WayFM. News can be a little heavy, so we like to do news-ish. Here's Gavin. You have been warned. You have one more day to plan a Valentine's Day. It doesn't have to be the perfect one because I think that striving for perfection usually doesn't end as amazingly as you plan it out to be. But you have one more day <laughs> to get the Valentine's card that you want. That's a guy that has not shopped yet. <laughs> no, but you know, you one more day for the you know the reservation at the restaurant. I will say, it almost sounded like you were doing that because your wife listens, and you're like, you know, it's just it's it's really not about commercial things or materialism. It's about love. You don't have to be perfect. Yeah, exactly. You know, sometimes you're gonna be let down by me, honey. Well, well, I will say because just a few minutes ago we were talking about like an old Valentine's gift I got her. I got her a ukulele a few years ago that she's played like five times, Mm -hmm. and I want to make sure that I get her something that is something she really wants. Sure, but that maybe gets used. Sometimes I agree. I understand that, man. Like my wife and I, we've been married for 31 years, and somewhere along the way, I can't even tell you what year it was, but like we stopped doing presents Uh because I mean, the first like 10 years of marriage was so stressful. Her birthday was the week before, so I had to do a card for that and a and a list of presents. Then Valentine's Day card and presents, and like I'm like, ah, it's a lot. Yeah, and I and I spent so much time buying cheap jewelry Uh that she never wore again, you know, and stuff. So like we finally just decided, let's do something fun. together and let's do uh, cards and I, I'm so happy. I think sometimes keeping it simple can be really good. Like we usually try to go to a restaurant on Valentine's Day, but we don't plan so far ahead and we show up at a time when everybody else has planned their Valentine's Day night date and then we're waiting in the car for two hours to eat steak at yeah, a restaurant. See, that's why you gotta do it. You gotta go at 4.30 yep. and go to Captain D's. There you Nothing go. Nothing <laughs> says love like Captain D's on a 4.30. Well, speaking of a Valentine's date night, I found this list of unique Valentine's date ideas. Oh, so okay. if you don't have something yet, if you are panicking, here may be a few ideas for you to I peruse. like this idea. Because these places might not be looked at and booked for something like Valentine's Day. So the first one and this is maybe hailing back to childhood. The first one was go-karts. Oh, absolutely. Which, That'd be great. That might be fantastic for, that's usually like a you know, guy's right. love to do that right. thing. 
but you know, do a little healthy romantic uh, competition Mm-mm. to see who the fastest driver is. Put her in the wall if you have to. Like, I'm too competitive for that one. I, I cannot <laughs> so do that one. Wouldn't be the best idea. Not at for all for you guys. Okay, so the next one that's less competitive is a pottery painting oh, session, which is something idea. you don't have to do at any specific time of the day. You can go and do right. something like that whenever you want. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. And then I think that this one. I really love, and I can see the pros and cons of doing it. If you've never heard of escape rooms, uh. they are these you know rooms that you're put in, and they have like a mystery that you have to solve. You have an hour to do it, and your whole idea is that yeah, you want to get out of there. I've done them where the group ends up being stressed at each other right. because nobody knows what the answers are, and mm. so sometimes you're not always happy. But if you have that marriage where you guys are the perfect team and you guys love solving puzzles, mysteries together, then an escape room I see being a fantastic idea. Yeah, like get the gift card or whatever, but just don't do like a poem. Like roses are red, violets are blue. This is how I see my relationship with you. Oh, my <laughs> it's goodness. It's escape room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, there you go. Some help for you. Uh, I need to go get a card. Me I, too. I'm, I'm a Me little too. behind this year. Uh, but maybe that'll help you out today as you uh, plan your Valentine's Day for tomorrow. Name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Velociraptor. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Uplifting Way FM. This is the Wally Show. And Gavin found an unlikely bro. Uh, <laughs> like something to bond over recently that I, I don't know that it's a great thing. No, uh, I don't want to bond <laughs> over this type of thing. Okay, explain yourself. Explain okay. the situation. So, unfortunately, kind of in my junior high, high school days, I had to have... Three, count them three. Oof. Um, tailbone surgeries, which is just not a cool. No, that's not a cool surgery. It's not a cool injury. It's not a cool reason to miss five days of school, especially as a kid. And, like, and what's bring, wrong with you? Yeah, you bring in, a, you know, a donut pillow <laughs> to class. There's no way to to swing that into a cool thing. Uh, and so I've had to carry that burden around my that's entire so life. Funny. You guys laugh about it every time I mention we it. Do. I shouldn't mention it. I, I don't know why. There, I do. That was your first mistake, honestly. Fault. Yeah, that is your. That's on, that's on you because I can't not. Yeah. Like say something. I don't blame you. And I have had been the only person I've ever known who's been had that you know happen in their life until. I met one of Haley's co-workers who took a stumble yeah. down some steps oh. a little while ago. He's doing all right. He's got some pain, but he you know, hurt his shoulder and he hurt his tailbone ah. <laughs> and said that he broke his tailbone. Oh, wow. Okay. And so he was like, I have to, uh, I had to buy a, a donut pillow. And you're like, hey, 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 buddy, I can commiserate with you here. I had one in junior high. Yeah, I'll, I, I'll let you borrow it. I'm so glad that that's how this came up, because I'm like, how do you get into a conversation with somebody like over nachos and you just reveal that you've had hiney surgery? You don't bring you know? it up. No. So it has no. to happen organically. Yeah, okay. So then now you guys are going to be best friends. Yeah. You started a support group. Yeah, uh, So that's two good. of us. Yeah, it's a small group, but there's not a lot of you no. uh, with the tailbone surgery. So uh, we are curious, like, what was it that uh, made you become best friends with somebody? Kind of an odd thing like that. How did you know, all right, this is my person? And, uh, you know, Gavin got a buddy based on uh, a high knee injury. And oh, so. Man. How did you become best friends, and what was that thing that you bonded over? 855-33-WAY-FM. Kind of that unusual uh, best friend thing. You're like, you thought you were the only one in the world, and then you found somebody else that was like, oh, I've had that too. I'd love to hear that story. 855-33-WAY-FM is the number. If you want to be on the show, we love having you on, and maybe your story is weirder than Gavin's. Good luck, but uh, 855-33-WAY-FM. What's your story? My One of my best friends and I, we met during a spring break trip to Spain. And they were from one campus, we from another campus. And as I was walking by the breakfast table in the morning, I heard somebody telling her how disgusting it was that she puts jam and cheese on her toes. And I took three steps back and I said, no, it isn't. And they're like, it's so gross, jam and cheese on toast? I said, absolutely, that's exactly what I do. And I showed them my plate and they're like, you're both gross. That started a conversation. We've been best friends since we were 18. I'm now 50. I was maid of honor at her wedding. Lifelong friends. 
See, that's so great, man. And I love that. The weirder, the better, the most unusual. You found another person that likes the things you like. And it started with one little thing like that. And also you kind of come into her rescue. And then that builds a lifelong friendship. That's awesome. And who doesn't like jam with a little cheese? I think it's amazing. Well, I don't know about that. I think jam and cheese is disgusting on toast. But that's a whole other story. I'm going to find another friend that thinks that too. And now we're going to be best friends. What is that thing that you bonded over with somebody and became fast friends? So um, my best friend and I were neighbors and we waited maybe like two or three months to introduce ourselves to one another because we were both embarrassed that we were taking our children to school in our pajamas. (laughs) So we bonded over that. And the next thing you know, we had coffee and best friends for eight years. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, it's one of those things, too. Like, now, do you guys both still uh, wear pajamas to take the kids to school? No, not anymore. I have I work now, so oh. I, I have to drop my daughter off dressed because I don't think that they would like it if I came to work in pajamas. <laughs> yeah, I, have all, I always see people wearing pajamas out, like, shopping at the store and things like that. I'm like, come on, try a little, you know? Right. <laughs> all right, Dawn, how did you become best friends with somebody? What was that thing you bonded over? So my best friend and I, we... We both bonded over the fact that we almost lost our lives. Okay, well, that's something that would definitely bond you. Yeah. uh, So 17 years ago, I was six and a half months pregnant, and I had kidney failure and was given nine hours to live, and my daughter was given a 50-50 chance of surviving, and thankfully she made it through. She's turning 18 this year, which is amazing. That is amazing. And then my best friend, she was in a really major car accident and um, was in a coma for 10 days. And so what's really amazing is that we're both singers and we're worship leaders and we love worshiping the Lord and being so grateful that we're alive. That's crazy. So like it just came up in a conversation one time, like you met this person, you're like, oh, by the way, I almost died during childbirth. And she's like, what? I almost died too. We're best friends. Sort of. (laughs) But that's exactly what I'm talking about. You never know what's going to bond you to somebody and things like that are pretty miraculous. And it's great that you found another best friend that could understand you. Absolutely. I'm so grateful. Just like Gavin and his new best friend with the hiney surgery. (laughs) Like they they get each other. <laughs> you complete me. Totally. <laughs> this is Monday School. It's Wally's take on what he learned at church, or at least the parts he understood. So we've been looking at spiritual lessons we can learn from the world around us using different movies to illustrate this. And it's very fitting for our church because uh, it started in a movie theater. And so this week we looked at Remembering the Titans. And this movie is a great football movie. Gavin, have you seen it? Oh, yeah. It's okay. got the um, one of the strongest storylines of, like, unity. And honestly, like, as a guy who plays, or, well, plays, played sports, <laughs> That's tense. it's one of the best ones I've seen. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's much bigger than a, a football movie. It's great at that, but it's about, you know, these different people who come together despite problems of race that plagued them. And it was one of those things, too, it made me realize there's a lot of fear in racism. It's based in fear. Fear of losing, in this movie, the position they had or the standing on the team or the standing in the community. Fear drives it, you know? And so how did they solve it, though? Fellowship. They were forced to spend time together and learn about each other, to see each other as people and not the problem. And we can do the exact same thing today. We we need to do the same thing today. And the secret ingredients for unity are communication, understanding, and empathy, I think. You know, and so we want to change the world, though. We need to start inside of our church. We need to lead by example, perfecting grace, love, and peace within the walls of our church will explode into revival. If we get it right, I mean, it, oh, it's, yeah. it's contagious. Jesus talks about, you know, in the Bible, he says, they'll know you are Christians or they'll know you're my followers by your love for one another, you know? And this concept extends even beyond race. That's a great place to start. But then you can even extrapolate this out into politics. I mean, the next two years is going to be super ugly within the two political parties and then between the two political parties. And as a church, this should be our Super Bowl. Like, we can lead the way in loving despite differences, extending grace when the world craves conflict. You know, the Bible says when the early church did this, when they were committed to loving each other, the church grow. And it says the Lord added to their number daily. That's revival, and it starts with how we love each other. And the last line in the movie I think is great. It says, uh, black and white, we made it work for our town. We still have our problems and our differences, but when we're tempted to reach for hate, 
we remember the Titans. Oh, and I love yeah. that. I mean, like, the same thing. When we're tempted to reach for hate, we need to remember our faith and, and where it comes from. And if we do that, and if we love well, we actually have a shot at making this a better place. And that is your Monday School for today. Betty Rock, does the name Lonnie Frisbee mean anything to you? Not really. Well, it didn't to me either until I saw the new Irwin Brothers film, Jesus Revolution. It's that one that's like faith-based, and it's not the usual like faith-based film. Yes, it's a movie that tells the faith story of Pastor Greg Laurie after meeting this hippie preacher named Lonnie Frisbee. And what's cool is it's kind of all true. It was set in the 60s and 70s during the Jesus movement. And I'm telling you, Rock, you would absolutely love the soundtrack. It's really good your dad raised you on that stuff (laughs) what did you like about the movie i like that the movie's about a guy searching for identity and inclusion and truth and even though it's set in the 70s man it's exactly what people are looking for today and the answer is jesus it's the same then as it is now and i also really liked that it didn't paint a perfect picture of the church either really yeah like it showed men's egos kind of getting in the way of god and it showed the intolerance of people inside of faith but it also showed that despite that if we just get out of the way revival is possible. So what did you not like about the movie? That I wasn't in it. Uh, <laughs> like that bothered me a little bit. I got to tell you, the Irwins, uh, they cast Kelsey Grammer and he's great. They got Jesus from The Chosen. I mean, that's a great get, but they could have had me for a whole lot less. But in the end, man, I really thought it was a great movie. Well, if you want to check it out and hopefully enjoy it as much as Wally did, it opens in theaters on February 22nd. Uplifting Way FM. This is The Rock Report with Betty Rock. So Betty Rock is out, so I've got the Rock Report duties today. So Rihanna did the halftime show at the Super Bowl. And it had been seven years since she had last performed. And, uh, you know, like I had talked about that and I was right about that figure, but I was really wrong about something else. I had read an article and I don't know if the article was wrong or if I read it wrong because that can happen. I'm not the best reader. Uh, (laughs) But the article I read and I talked about this on the show last week was like that she had had a baby like three months ago. And then I'm like, wait a minute, she's on stage right now. And I'm watching, trying not to judge because, because you can't. You, but you had read something. But she's got like this baby bump, yeah. and I can't say anything until my wife goes, she still looks pregnant. I'm like, oh, good, I can talk about it now. I'm like, because I, I saw it, but I, I felt like I can't say anything, you know? And she's like, no, she looks pregnant. And then I busted out the trivia of three months ago, and it just, I'm like, it just doesn't seem right. Nothing adds up here. Yeah, it turns out she had had a baby in 2022 of May. Like, and, and so, like, last year, so it's not a three-month thing, no. I guess. So, Which, like, so you were right to be confused based off of what you had read, yes. but our information was all wrong, because I was, was with you. I was looking, in and I, kind of like you said, like, I can't be the first one to say anything tonight. No. I was trying to figure out how it all went down, like, okay, now I got it. But, uh, you know, the floating stages were kind of cool, and understandably, her performance was muted. You know, walk around, pose, lip sync, because, uh, I mean, she's <laughs> pregnant. I'm not going to falter for that. Come on. Uh, so to compensate for that, uh, you know, they had 80 dancers. There was a lot of people in these, like, you know, puffy big, coats. puffy white jackets. Yeah. It was interesting. And it was okay. It wasn't too raunchy. And that's the sad thing when the bar you said is, yeah. eh, it's not too raunchy. You know, I still view the Super Bowl, though, as a family event. And I know I probably shouldn't, but I do. You know, because people watch it with their kids. Yeah, you have football parties and people getting hammered and stuff. But you also have families that are yep. watching it. And I know when, like, you pick an artist to perform... That is definitely different artistically than like my taste, but you hire them, you want them to perform. Like the people that pay them want them to be them. They can't just be somebody no. completely different. But then it comes back to then who are you choosing, you know? And is entertainment that far removed from like how we live maybe as believers where like I'd never go to a Rihanna uh-huh. show, you know? And so when you see it, now you're like, oh, that's what it is. And and I mean, it's, just, it's, it's more like the dancing and gyrations and content yeah. inside of the songs and stuff like that. But and, and, I, and I don't want to be like over conservative here because it wasn't egregious. But I just think as a parent, like with young kids, mm-hmm. I think I would probably skip most of the halftime shows. Oh, these days. Yeah. There's, yeah. And, and kind of like you said, like, it's not like people are out there 
putting on the most, you know, inappropriate show on this planet, but why not just like save your kid the the, the conversation that right. you can just avoid that and just come back for what you're watching, which is the football game. Exactly. So there you go. That's going to do it for your rock report sans Betty Rock. Uplifting Way FM, this is The Wally Show, and this lady called the other day, and she made me feel like a bad believer. Uh, not her fault. She was just sharing her story. She didn't call in to no. diss your faith. No, not at all. I just kind of, there was something she said, and I just kind of pulled from it and was like, oh man, I, I'm, I'm kind of a bum bummer here for me. Like, she was just telling her story about life and her faith, and she busted out, you know, when I got saved on January 9th, 2008, you know, she, like, knew exactly the moment, the day, the time, everything that was going on around her, and and just, just knew, you know? And I thought about that. I thought, man, I don't have that moment that I remember. Because, like, I went to a Christian school that made you feel guilty for everything you ever did in your life. And we would always do this thing called Spiritual Emphasis Week. And so every one week a year, they would bring in all these speakers. And it was always hellfire and brimstone. And I was paranoid. And so I got saved 14 times when I was in high school. You're good then. Yeah. I mean, like, I got it. Like, I know I got it. Somewhere in there, it took, you know. Like, as opposed to some people who do have that, like, really true moment and like usually sometimes it's like later in like, like in yeah. adulthood where it has this like point of change like I personally I think I got saved when I was six right. or so and I'm not gonna remember that day purely by the date and the time I knew I was in right. my bunk bed in the evening <laughs> as I, long as Jesus wrote it down yeah I hopefully. mean that's all that truly matters you know but uh, but again I'm like man I, I don't have that story I wish I did yeah. you know and, and so I am curious like what is the thing for you that you know the day in the time or the the moment that you got saved, you can put pinpoint that particular moment and why. What helps you remember that? Like what was going on? I'd love to hear that story. I can live vicariously through you on this one, okay? 855 33 Way FM. We got time for a few of these. 855 33 Way FM. Julie, do you have a moment where you know your exact day of being saved? I do. Um, it was at my oldest son's funeral. Oh, wow. Um, and as the pastor, it was the day before Easter in 2007, and as the pastor put his hand on my son's casket, he said, as you took your son home, so we send this son home to you. And the snow stopped, the wind stopped, the clouds split, and the brightest ray of sunshine shone down to his casket and warmed all of us. Um, I do not doubt there is a God. And so that was your moment that it just all clicked in the middle of undescribable grief. You still somehow found God in that? Yep. And then when I walked away from him, he never left me. And it'll be 16 years this March. Well, there you go. I appreciate you sharing your story with us today. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. All right, Dawn, I'm curious. Do you know the time and the day, you know, or the specifics around your salvation? Um, It was 2001. Um, I had just gone to jail and was going down a really bad road. I just found out I was pregnant and I was not a believer. Um, my boyfriend at the time was, and he said, you know, just talk to him. He's there. Give your life to him. He's going to change everything. And I was, no, I don't believe you got to show me something. And I sat there in my cell and it was pretty dim, you know, not a real bright light there. I said, okay, Lord, if you are real, if you are here, you got to show me because I don't just believe on what someone says. And uh, I said, okay, I waited for a couple of seconds and then the light got literally as bright as the sun and I said okay I kind of got scared at first (laughs) and I was like okay so I dropped to my knees and I knew that I had to give my life to the Lord and that was what I did it changed my entire life from that day on (laughs) wow you had a white light experience that's pretty big that's like Saul to Paul type stuff right yeah literally I've walked my life with the Lord and he's been nothing but good to our family you know it's cool to see that God still interacts with people in big ways too you know like we we see the stories in the Bible, you're like, oh, I wish he still did that, but I guess you're living proof that he still does. He sure does, absolutely. Do you remember yours? Uh, yes, it was around 2020 at the end of August. Um, I'd spent my whole life after being baptized at 11 just lost. 
and I, get, I had been sick for at least three years. I could barely eat anything. And one day I just broke down and cried to the Lord. And I had to know his, if I had a salvation. And two days later, I felt the Holy Spirit, his presence first. And it scared me because I had no idea what was going on. And then the Holy Spirit was pouring through me. It felt like a river over my heart. And it was like joy at the same time. I couldn't even explain it. And from that moment, like I was healed. What were you healed from? Uh, they don't know. The doctors could not figure it out. I couldn't eat more than a handful of foods. Um, literally, I would be sick. I'd get like anxiety. I would get like sick and shaky every time I ate. Oh, wow. So they couldn't figure it out. And I went to Vanderbilt over and over. And then like I just I gave up. Now, you say you're healed. Like, can you pretty much eat what you want to eat now? I put on too much weight. <laughs> <Yeah>, I- <laughs> He's like, I ate everything. <laughs> And now, for some good news. Uplifting! Way FM, this here's The Wally Show with a little good news giddy-up. A couple rapid-fire good news stories designed to make you feel better because the regular news is a little bit divisive and can be a little heavy sometimes. So we do good news giddy-up. Gavin, I'm going to start with you. Good news giddy-up, go, sir. And speaking of the heavy, I'm sure that everyone has seen about the earthquake that happened a little while ago in Turkey, and unfortunately that death toll of that continues to rise. It's over 30,000, but this is good. What part of good news do (laughs) not understand, Gavin? This is the good news part. There are people that are trying to help. There was an anonymous donor who walked into the Turkish embassy the other day and donated $30 million. $30 million to help victims of that terrible earthquake. That is, that's incredible. Like, I thought you were going to say walked in and gave like $3,000 or even $30,000 would be huge. $30 million? Yeah, because like, I think every penny counts, but that is a lot of pennies and that's going to have a lot of I think positive effect in helping people who are you know doing the work out there and helping yeah. uh, continue to save lives. That is good news for sure. Uh, in Super Bowl news, uh, all the pre-made hats and shirts, you know what they do? Like they make copies yeah. for each team cuz they don't know the outcome. Wink wink. Uh, no, they well, don't. We don't it, know. Yeah, I know. So they make uh, you know Super Bowl champions for both of the teams and so then you think all those hats, all those jerseys and shirts and paraphernalia and merch all go to waste like they got to burn because they can't have that stuff floating around because it would become collector's sure. items here in the States. Like if you had the stuff for a team that didn't win, but you were the, the only person that had it. Well, there's a charity called Good 360 and they make sure the stuff gets used. They instantly take it out of the country and they give it to people that are in need of clothing in places like Africa and Asia and Europe. Asia and Europe and places like that. I've actually seen it. Uh, One of the years I was traveling in Africa right after the Super Bowl and there were people wearing the loser's shirt which I thought was so cool because I was with a friend of mine that he had been there a bunch of times and I'm like, what is going on? And he explained to me this happens every year. Yeah, so it's a good way to make use of the the excesses that we have here when we're just playing a dumb game. Sure, it doesn't end up in just like somebody's garbage can yeah. because they don't want the shirt of their team losing. Instead, yeah. somebody gets a piece of clothing that helps keep them you know, warm. So there you go. That's how that works. If you're ever curious about that, it is doing some good. And that's going to do it for your good news, Giddy Up. Well, that's the end, but it doesn't have to be. Check out our Aftercast. It's new stuff you didn't hear in the podcast. Be sure to rate us on iTunes as well as connect with us on social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Just search Wally Show. And if you'd like to join our Facebook group made exclusively for you potties, the link is in the description of this podcast. Thanks to Colorado Christian University Online and United Faith Mortgage for supporting what we do. 